Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wise Heart PDX. Hello, welcome. Thank you for being with me here today. Thank you for your aspiration to transform and learn and grow and contribute to a sense of connection in your life and the life of others. Today I want to talk about a common trap with spiritual aspirations and wise wishes and a specific and what I hope will be a very simple way to disentangle yourself from that trap. Spiritual aspirations and wise wishes in life are so important for giving you a sense of meaning and resource and guidance. And you might name those aspirations in a variety of ways, perhaps to live with equanimity, to remember gratitude, to treat yourself and others with kindness or to remain grounded in the face of a challenge, maybe to radiate love and unconditional love as often as possible, to live from a sense of faith and trust in the beneficence of the universe. However you articulate or experience your own spiritual aspirations, there's the possibility that these aspirations can slip into standards to measure success and failure. When an aspiration becomes a standard by which you compare yourself, they're no longer supportive. This can happen especially when seemingly little things trigger old reactive patterns. Let's look at a mundane and perhaps common example. Let's imagine that you're looking forward to a date you have with a friend or a partner romantic interests or a special family member and you're happy about it looking forward to it it's near the end of your day and you've been kind of looking forward to it for a couple days the connection and attunement and enjoyment of this person's company the exchange that you have together of care and support and then suddenly they cancel. And there's a really good reason for it and you completely understand it's very rational and perhaps you even tell yourself, oh, well of course, I feel a little upset but there's really nothing to get upset about it. But unfortunately, you do get upset and it's especially disappointing if you were going along having a great day 
you were happy and expansive and peaceful. And then suddenly something seemingly understandable and mundane triggers sadness or collapse or a sudden hardening of your heart or a numbness or a dismotivation, right? To do anything, kind of an apathy takes over. At first, you might resist any part of that experience. And it might come up really slowly if you were really having a very resourced and grounded day. The reaction might appear kind of slowly and mysteriously. You're feeling good and then a few minutes later after receiving the cancellation, you notice some sadness just appearing and just kind of filling your chest and doesn't make sense. Couldn't be about what just happened because you already made your peace with it. That's totally understandable. But there it is, that sadness. You might resist it. And resistance, shame, or anger about how you feel most often is coming from an idea that who you are depends on how you feel. Or in other words, you imagine that your spiritual progress or sense of self-worth is indicated by the emotions you have or don't have in a given moment. This kind of identification with an emotional state as an indicator about your progress or who you are is a recipe for suffering. It can trigger a lot of shame and hardening and anger and turn you in circles around yourself because then there are two layers of reactivity. There's the reactivity that arose based on the stimulus or the event, in this case, someone canceling with you. And then there's this secondary reactivity that you shouldn't have that reaction. Whew, that's a lot of suffering. It's hard to be with. When you can remember Remind yourself, wait a second. This is just an experience. This sadness or collapse or hardening. This reaction to my friend or loved one canceling is just a reaction. I don't have to make it mean anything about who I am. And this is the trance we're trying to break. My emotions don't indicate anything about my worth as a person. They're not a statement of who I am. They're not a measure of spiritual progress. Relationships inevitably stimulate reactivity. 
with anyone. And it's worth it, right? It's worth what we can learn from that stimulus and the relationships that grow and become closer and more nourishing are also worth it. So in that moment of noticing an experience you don't enjoy, I invite you to consider practicing saying yes as quickly as possible. Oh, I feel sadness. Oh, yes, that's okay. It's just an experience. Yes. Yes, I don't know where it's coming from right now. Okay, here it is. Yes. I can notice it. You might feel disappointed because you were feeling so great a moment before. So that's natural. Disappointment. Yeah. Missing the peace and expansiveness you were experiencing moments before makes a lot of sense. That's different than hardening around reactivity or hardening around an unpleasant emotion. Resisting it or telling yourself you shouldn't have it. That's very different. So you begin by just saying yes. When emotions and reactivity are just experiences that arise, exist, and pass away, you can greet them with equanimity and warmth by saying yes in three ways. You can say yes to your experience with your body by relaxing all the muscles that are willing to relax and not worrying about the rest. Whatever voluntarily and easily you can invite to relax, often these are muscles in your face, in your jaw, in your cheeks, in your forehead. Often tension in the neck and shoulders is so chronic that we can't voluntarily release it all. Well, you can roll your shoulders and just drop them. And that helps. You can check in with your hands. Are your hands tight, gripping onto themselves or your legs or the arms of your chair or something else? You can open your hands and stretch your fingers and relax your hands. You can relax your breath by attempting to breathe as deeply as you can, not worrying how deep the breath goes. Our diaphragms get tense quickly when we're upset. And they don't always relax quite so quickly. This is saying yes with your body. And you can say yes with your heart. You can focus on the center of your chest and ask yourself to soften. You can invite warmth and compassion and care. If this seems particularly difficult, if just asking yourself to do this has no results for you, 
then I invite you to bring forward an anchor for warmth and compassion. Often animals are useful for this, especially baby animals. If you have an experience with an animal in which, oh, it was so easy just to see them struggle with something and be right there for them with that care and compassion. You can replay a scene like that in your mind. And that will open the door to that compassion. You can just bring to mind and heart someone you love or some animal or place in nature even that you really love and appreciate and feel gratitude for. And that will soften that emotional heart. Allowing that feeling of, oh yeah, that's okay. Just like you were comforting a small child, you're doing the same with yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It's upsetting. You were so looking forward to being with your friend or your person. And you wanted that attention and care and fun. Of course, of course. It's disappointing. Yeah. And have that compassion for that part that's reacting. And you can have compassion for your experience of the discomfort of that. Oh, and this is so uncomfortable. I don't want to be in this place. I don't enjoy this reactive pattern. I don't enjoy the thoughts it stimulates. I don't enjoy the life it takes from me. Yeah, I don't like it. Hmm, it's hard. I'm longing for peace and warmth, ease. And you can say yes with your energy. You can say yes with your energy by allowing that experience to have its flow without adding any stories onto it. Emotion moves through your body when you allow it. When you're really in a place of allowing, emotion is a form of energy. It stimulates physiological sensations and moves through your body. You track that movement by places of tension or weight, contraction, or pain when it's an unpleasant emotion. You can ask yourself some questions to help you allow the experience. Curiosity is one of the major keys to help with allowing. Hmm, where is this sadness? Oh, it's in my chest. How much of my chest does it fill up? How far does it go? Can I notice if it has a color or a shape? 
And you can do that with any aspect of experience, not just emotion. If there's a movement towards collapse as a part of your pattern, you can say, ask yourself, oh yes, I recognize this collapse. Let me notice all the ways I recognize it. Oh, I recognize how my shoulders come over. Where else is it affecting my posture? Oh, my chest kind of goes in and collapses in on itself. And I don't want to sit up straight anymore. I kind of want to just kind of like lay down or slump down in my chair or lay on the floor. Mm, yeah, I notice these impulses to just go to bed or give up. Mm, yeah, some thoughts about giving up. I'm noticing that. So naming, having curiosity about how the pattern is moving through you is how you can say yes with your energy. The longer you do this, saying yes and getting curious, softening, relaxing muscle tension, the more a bigger sense of yourself starts to come on board. And you start to access a sense of greater equanimity and warmth with the experience. Ah, and there's a little relief there. Maybe the experience is still operating, but there's a bigger you there that's not in it, that has a bit of freedom from it. Hmm. And as I'm talking about all this, I'm imagining you doing this with yourself. And of course, it's equally helpful to do it with someone else. If you have an empathy buddy or a friend that you really trust not to hijack the conversation into fixing or advice giving. And you can go through the same process, saying it out loud to your friend, describing all these stages of reactivity. And then moving through your body and your heart and allowing And that, as that person just reflects back what they're hearing or maybe helps you name some feelings and needs or helps you check in with your body. Oh, where else do you feel it in, their bo in your body? Maybe they say, or where's it moving to? How big is it? Does it have a temperature? Little questions can help you examine the experience. Study the experience with warmth and care. And be with it. So let's review. So what I'm really hoping you take home most from this podcast is that you are not your emotions and your emotions are not an indicator of your worth or your spiritual progress, or maturity, or growth. 
that they are just an experience arising based on infinite causes and conditions of which you may or may not be able to name a most recent trigger or stimulus. And when they are received in this way as an experience that arises, exists, and passes away, then you can immediately say, oh, yes, that's okay. I'm just having another experience. Maybe one I didn't expect, not one I really enjoy, and at the same time, I can be with it. I don't need to resist it or judge it as invalid or unnecessary or irrational. Any of those judgments won't be helpful. I don't need to protest it because it shouldn't be there or I wish it wasn't. I know that won't be helpful. I can just say, yes, oh, this is okay. This experience is okay. The more I can relax around it, soften with care and compassion and allow it, the more it will simply live its natural life and dissolve without adding any extra meaning to it. And of course, we can just go layer by layer here. You have a reactive experience and you do judge it. <laughs> so then you accept that judgment. You accept that resistance. Oh, there's another experience called resistance or shame or anger. Hmm, that's okay. Two layers of reactivity, both of which are just experiences arising, existing, and passing away, not an indication of who you are, not an indication of your beautiful uniqueness in this world. Just an experience. Who you are is infinitely mysterious, complex, a dynamic flow of aliveness that our words can't even begin to describe. And in that there is freedom, just accepting the mystery of who you are, knowing that as soon as you try to say it, <laughs> that's not quite it. It's bigger than that, more than that. Thank you so much for being with me today and listening and caring about your heart and your spirit and your body and your mind and wanting to care for yourself in all these ways. I have so much gratitude for your practice. And I deeply believe that as we come together in these ways, each looking for our light and letting it expand and connect with other lights, we change the world together. We transform this life. Radiating love from my heart to yours. Until next time. 
You can find free resources and information about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue, as well as WiseHeart's live offerings and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.